0: Hi, this is Blackbird, and I'm here to let you know that this show contains spoilers. And um, if you got a sensitive ear, yeah, you might want to know that we do use flavorful language.
1: Welcome to Mad Geeks Woman, the podcast for geeks of color, CJ and Blackbird discuss nerdy and geeky things. listeners, this is CJ. And this is Blackbird. And we bring you another illustrious episode of Man Geeks Woman, where we discuss Game of Thrones, The Long Night. Uh, Like I had mentioned before in the previous episode, this weekend was like my final four and my Super Bowl all rolled into one. So now that my final four happened and Thanos lost the national championship, uh, (laughs) we can now go into our Super Bowl Where the armies of Winterfell go against the Night King
0: and and his and his horde of whites. And and his horde of
1: whites, which people have basically brought this down to, oh yeah, yeah, it's that resembles white America, because they come after (laughs) everything. Blue eyes and cold, and they just come and capture
0: everything. <sighs> well, you know how I feel about the opening scene. <laughs> but
1: okay, I so let, No, 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 no. You had mentioned in the previous podcast that you thought that the, the Racky, they got the short end of the stick, uh, as well as the were because they, they, were, because they yeah. were armies of color that were thrust into whatever danger to protect the white leader that led them.
0: Right. Okay. So, I mean, this has been my gripe in general with the uh, fantasy sci-fi genre anyway, because it happens a lot. But um, I felt like, first of all, Daenerys is there voluntarily. Let's just get that out the way. She didn't have to come. She didn't have to bring her army.
2: Mm -hmm. Um.
0: She didn't have to help them, basically. But um, my issue is how she obtained the unsullied and how she got the Dothraki to follow her. It has this white Jesus complex thing. Um, like you said, we mentioned it the other the other day. We were talking about the Misa thing.
2: They will come, Your Grace, when they're ready.
0: Perhaps they didn't want to be conquered. You didn't conquer them. You liberated them.
1: People learn to love their chains. Misa! 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 Misa!
2: Misa!
0: What does it mean? It's just old Piscardi, It means mother. Misa! And it's just ironic. That this white woman with white silver blonde hair and she's supposed to have uh you know violet eyes whatever It's is Caucasian features but um yeah she she's over all these brown people okay so I got over that now she's in Winterfell the point that I'm trying to make is. Not only are they following a white leader, all of these people of color,
2: mm-hmm. but
0: she actually took them from the element like the Dothraki do not get on ships. So she takes them to this foreign land to fight for a foreign land that don't even fucking respect her, number one. Okay. And she put them on the front line. I'm like this. If I invite you to my house and I say, hey, can you come to my house? I don't expect you to cook. I don't expect you you know, to provide entertainment if I invited you. My thing is the North should have been in the front line. But no, they weren't. And then they knew the enemy a little bit better, especially the Wildlings because they had dealt with them before. They knew the enemy better than you know the Darth Rocky and the Unsullied, so I was a little upset about that because I felt like that was a sacrifice, and now the Darth Rocky is basically gone. That whole culture is basically gone, and I feel a certain kind of way about that. I do. So that that's that's my little uh, <laughs> my little social thought on it. I mean, and I know this is like maple leaf but the imagery is, I mean, that happens a lot. You have have foreign people that go and conquer certain people, and then they you know, they misuse them.
1: I get it. So, I've described to you on why this happened. You said what? That the TV show has left the books when John died and John is still dead. Mm -hmm.
0: John is still dead.
1: So, George Martin went to them and was like, this is the outline. Theon needs to die, so Jordan needs to die, Arya kills the Night King, and he's already got the outline. It's up to the writers to go ahead and fill out the rest of the rest of the stuff for the skeleton to fill out. Uh-huh. And who's to say that's not the way that George R.R. R. Martin would have wrote it, but this is the way these motherfuckers would have wrote it because they just based on you know, they go on the internet and they look at whatever fandom in Reddit. And it was like, if you kill Arya, I'll burn this motherfucker down. If you kill Tyrion, I'll burn this motherfucker down. If you kill Jamie, I'll burn this motherfucker down. Basically, they are writing this as fan service, which again, mm-hmm. goes back to my previous point with the Avengers Endgame. Both of these episodes were fan service to their fans. Now, it worked out in Endgame and... For 80% of the fans, but for Game of Thrones fans, oh my God, it was like the worst.
0: 100%. <laughs> Why is
1: Arya the only one who killed the Night King? Why couldn't she not kill the Night King? And,
0: and I don't have an issue with Arya killing the night, uh, the night King. People have an issue with Arya killing the Night King, because I feel like the the fact that she's a woman, and how dare she still just I tell you, the, the we we've mentioned that in a previous podcast. It was like I like
1: being a nerd. I just don't like being lumped up with those nerds. You know, it's uh, like it's like it's like Game of Thrones nerds, Star Wars nerds, or Beyonce clones. Which ones are the worst? Oh I'm no,
0: saying, I don't
1: know. Oh no, Beyonce! Beyonce nerds are the worst. Are the worst. <laughs> I mean, they'll send they'll send messages. Like, I'll kill you and all your family. Well, called, hey, is an the awesome situation going on at fifteen fifty Mockingbird Lane? Send them over there right now. I was like, wait.
0: Hey, oh, be the beehive is rough. <laughs> you uh, better yeah. stop. They're gonna come
1: for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll just make this make this termination right now. Uh, but if I don't cut this out of the episode, hey, beehive, I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> there's there's emotion.
0: <laughs> you making me chuck over here, right over there? It's a beehive got they got they little bitty hands wrapped around my neck. <laughs> I'm just saying,
1: Beyonce clones, there's there's passion, and then y'all, and y'all are. I need and y'all to bring it
0: back. They the passionate passionate.
1: Right. Look, look, I'm I'm at a I'm at a six. Y'all <laughs> motherfuckers are at a 15. I'm gonna need y'all to bring that back to a smidge. Uh, how you,
0: deox- like you
1: how y'all deoxing folks for just doing normal stuff? I'm like, no. Nah,
0: nah. I mean, <laughs> she is awesome, but <laughs> I wish I, I just I, don't issue death threats to folks <laughs> if they don't like her. I'm like, oh, okay.
1: I pray for life that I don't ever meet and fall in love with a woman that awesome. You know how hard you got to keep up that that appearance. Oh my god! Oh my god! CJ wore CJ wore plaid socks with brown shoes. <laughs> he must die. I got to go I got to go to Beyonce every day. Hey, B, uh, <laughs> they're showing our thirst for, for the fact that I we were class. Can you tell your people <laughs> that um, it was just a style choice? <laughs> and I, there was no disrespect to you? you can you tell me? Can you tell that? I swear to God, J.C. Jay-
0: can you get a seat for me, please?
1: <laughs> right. Jay- I'm
0: walk down the street.
1: Jase got to wake up every morning and check his Twitter feed and be like, "What the fuck did I do now?"
0: Damn! Ah, he just breathing. <laughs> did you see that nigga take a take a breath? How he inhaled and exhaled? Right. <laughs> this motherfucker. He's to dirt goddamn breath. Right. Really? So yeah, uh, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe the Beehive. I'll, I'll do. I'll Know Star Wars people are things fans are crazy too. Well they're crazy because they grew
1: up with uh oh you know stormtroopers are white and I was like I was like what are you talking about? Why you got Asian people? You know, you made the woman you made the woman the main character of the whole thing, and that's why we, we can't make her Luke's granddaughter, grandniece, grand whatever, because that would be wrong. So, like, oh, yeah, so y'all y'all believe in the shit in the force but you won't believe the fact that the woman is a is master of the force. You won't believe that shit.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, we only give birth to the nation, that's all. But the woman
1: can <laughs> be raped by a slug man, but, you know, oh, God forbid that you have an Asian, you have an Asian woman character who actually knows how to pilot a ship. Oh, that's a mess, You're just trying to do inclusion. We don't want to do inclusion. But you know what? I think that that is fandom as a whole now. Like,
0: Yeah, that is fandom as a whole
1: you got old you got the old guard who just wants I remember when I went to see Star Wars in nineteen seventy-five. Do you know what they was doing in 1975? Sunny. <laughs> they did they had to push for the equal rights amendment, which I think yet in
2: 1975. Um, actually. Star Wars, the American epic space opera media franchise created by George Lucas, began in 1977, before it quickly became a worldwide pop culture phenomenon. You literally could walk
1: in an office and smack a woman on the ass and be like, say something, say something.
2: Say
0: something. What? Like, nigga, what? No, I mean, they had shows like the, The Spook in the Office, The Spook by the Door. What was that movie called?
1: It was the spook. It was the the spook that went in the office, or the spook that went by the door. It,
0: it was something. It was something like that. <laughs> that shit actually did happen.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, actually, from Wikipedia, the Spook Who Sat by the Door is a 1973 action crime drama film based on the 1969 novel of the same name by Sam Greenlee. It is both a satire of the civil rights struggle in the United States of the late 1960s and a serious attempt to focus on the issue of black militancy. Dan Freeman, the titular protagonist, is enlisted by the Central Intelligence Agency in its elitist espionage program, becoming its token black. After mastering agency tactics, however, he becomes disillusioned and drops out to train young Chicago blacks as freedom fighters. (sighs) <sighs>
1: so I don't yeah. want to hear talking about the good old days. What well, the good old days was when Not good for everybody. When when they had when they had blackface on the ten trillion. When it came to sci fi and fantasy and whatnot, you know, if there was one black person in a in a, in a sci fi fantasy film, oh, that dude was either going to die or he was going to go ahead and elevate the uh, the white person. He was the sidekick of uh, mm-hmm. let's say let's say AKA Lando Calrissian, Lando. <laughs> when
0: looked, was <laughs> that was her Solo sidekick. What the fuck you talking about? Right, this this, this oh, motherfucker I mean, I'm right. just saying. <laughs> he ran the he ran the whole he ran the whole
1: quadrant. Lando showed up. And was like, hey, uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, all right, bro which I will admit, and we will do this in a, in, a, in, a, in another podcast, and I want to go ahead and make this perfectly clear. We're going to go ahead and state our, what we should turn on our geek cards in, and I'm going to let you know, I have not watched Solo yet. It has been in my Netflix queue. It is on Netflix
0: too, so there, there is no excuse. I haven't watched it either. And I am a Star Wars fan. I am. I really am. I just... <laughs> I just haven't brought myself to I don't like the, the new episodes. I mean Rogue One was decent, but I just I'm not I'm not I'm not feeling it. Rogue one was My decent. not in it.
1: Rogue one was decent because of the last fifteen of that last ten minutes with Darth Vader at the end of the film. Yeah. So cool. What is this? The
0: third generation?
1: Yes, with the uh, episode nine that's coming out, which goes back to JJ Abrams that tries to go ahead and correct all the shit that Ryan Johnson did that pissed everybody off. It was like, wait a minute, you killed
0: off Luke and Luke didn't have a Jedi moment, and Ray was just Ray is not related. I'm like, what Ray is earth? not relatable. No. They make her boring. I and know, I wanna right. like Ray, because you know I'm all about girl power, but she's 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 boring.
2: And Kyle O'Ran.
0: he's <laughs> well, He is supposed to be fucking epic and he is just emo. Oh. He is emo as fuck. <laughs> like, almost like, go in your room and close the door. No, oh, mama.
1: I'm struggling with the force. I'm not going. <laughs> struggling.
0: I'm going to I'm gonna need you to reel some of that in. <laughs> All right. Okay, but, but back to Game of Thrones. A previous conversation we had, John is not, as far as his military combat.
1: <laughs> as I've said before.
0: He's not a brilliant. loser.
1: As I said before, in our very first episode, fuck John Snow. He is the I
0: worst. I like John
1: Snow. He is the worst. You like, that's the book, John Snow. I'm telling I know, you, he, and I need to John stop. Snow is the worst. He's the worst. That dude is the worst. Like oh. his military acumen, and when he tries to go ahead and plot some stuff, like, yeah, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put my brother in the middle, middle of this doggone field with this dude that uh, has already deserted his post. But you know, he's going to protect him because he came back and he hugged my sister real good and whatnot. But yeah, that's the plan I'm going with.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm going uh, to I mean, ride this dragon
0: once.
1: I'm going to ride this dragon once. And then I'm gonna become an expert. <laughs> oh riding
0: I'm an dragon rider. <laughs> I was like, this thing is hitting loose and shit. Two years ago,
1: he didn't even know dragons existed. Now he just riding one, like, yeah. Yeah. No. I, you know, I fucked your, fuck your mama. That's why I can ride you real good.
0: Nobody questioned that, though. Who questioned that? Nobody.
1: He is a Jerry Stew. If-
0: what the fuck is a oh, Jerry Stew? He-
2: Um actually it's... Gary Stu, which is the male version of a Mary Sue, they are both seemingly perfect characters with no flaws or they are people who always overpowers other characters in popular culture.
1: If Arya is a Mary Sue, he is uh Jon Snow is a Jerry Stew. <laughs> <laughs> just got on a dragon and just be like, yeah, I know how to ride it. Yeah, I know how to ride it. <laughs>
0: It's like riding, horse.
1: <laughs> I riding a
0: horse, I don't know. So, I mean, how did you feel about the whole uh first scene set setup
1: where um the red queen comes out and the red witch comes out and <laughs> lights up the lights up the stores and be like, All right, then I got I did what I had to do. Go you ahead, know, and do
0: Sandra, you. I mean, that you know what to be honest with you when she did that, I was like, <laughs>
1: Yeah, but I mean,
0: I was ready for battle, man.
1: Again, that, that goes back to what she was doing. So she was just riding around the countryside. Who just riding around the countryside? Oh, wait, there's a war coming. Let me ride back. Because no,
0: she told you remember, she told Varys that she was coming back. She knew she was coming back.
1: What was she doing when she kicked her out of the kingdom? In the first I don't place?
0: know. I think she wherever she went she learned how to manifest fire because she didn't know how to do that at first that wasn't a skill set she had
1: well she also didn't have a skill set to raise the dead but she did that with john so i don't know i, I don't yeah, know
0: like... but i mean thoros had gave her to basically the basically the spell so well, thoros thought... kind of like taught her because she asked him like how you do that and he taught her how to do it he said i just say the words and you know it happened." So, I guess she went and learned the words.
1: Yeah, but then she just showed back up again and be like, yeah, uh, looks like y'all need some help. <sighs> but I then, mean, they I went, did need some help. Okay, but then all of the Rocky died. Well, maybe not all of them, but some of them probably died. And They crawled back in the, So, there's no more D'Raki. Doth, Based on Doth, those, Doth, Doth
0: Rocky.
1: Well, there's no more <laughs> Doth Rocky. Excuse me. There's no more <laughs> Doth Rocky. There's no more Doth Rocky, And Grey Worm is probably one of maybe a handful of Unsully.
0: Yeah, it's only a few Unsully that's left because they, I mean, they even, oh, this made me mad too. They even protected the retreat. So they were like, okay, let all of the other armies get in and we protect the retreat. Like they did, the Unsully did what they were supposed to do.
1: That means that Daenerys and John are poor, very motherfucking poor military strategist or they just racist as fuck and they're just like yeah just go ahead and take out i think
0: dragons. they're a poor military strategist because my thing is you had dragons why would you send your army out there use your drag you have to so if you want to leave one to protect brand leave one to protect brand but i mean fire is the, is one of the ways you kill the whites so she could have been set that shit on fire
1: Right. The first thing is, is that with any military campaign, what they do is they send in the heavy bombers, and then after the heavy bombers, they send in the jets with the napalm, and then after that, they send in smaller jets with smaller bombs, and then after all of that, they go ahead and send in the light infantry troops. That's not what they did. You had mm-hmm. you had two dragons who could have light light these motherfuckers up, but you refuse to let them go, and you just be like, yeah, okay, whatever.
0: Yeah. We gonna send the Rocky first because
1: they fierce fighters.
0: Yes, but um, yeah, they they did they they kind of screwed my my boys up a little bit. But I mean, what do you say? I mean, and and the, another thing too is why they didn't flank them.
1: Uh, you mean from what you call it, old girl who's fighting with Jamie? I mean, why they came from the opposite flank and then they still got overran?
0: Yes, why they why the the wildlings on one side and then you had um i guess the regular armies from the different families on another side and it was like why they didn't like do a fold because the the whites were coming directly looks like for the unsullied uh, who was in the middle and I was just like, what? So they literally watched the uh, whites run past them <laughs> to attack the Unsullied. The unsully got overwhelmed. And th- that's when the line kind of collapsed a little bit. But I was well, just like,
1: It's like these brown people, they're about to get killed. But once we retreat back into the whatchamacallit, then we plan plan for them. But I noticed that the episode, it shrunk into itself. Like first it was like a big war epic, and then it turned into a zombie epic. And then it turned into uh, the Velociraptors is in the house epic. And then it turned into, <laughs> oh my God, we need a hero epic. So it retreated into itself with like each other act within that particular amount of minutes that they had. So mm-hmm. they started off grand and start and ended small because after Arya killed the Night King, it just basically was over after that.
0: Yeah, I mean the threat was gone.
1: Which, by the way, I don't want to hear no nerdy person, no dude, to complain about the fact that Arya was the one that killed the Night King. I mean, Arya
0: trained for that.
1: And she's been training for
0: one. that. Like, she She's training for that
1: for eight years. And they, and they, showed, and,
0: they and they showed
1: and they showed that she knows how to do the knife switch. She did it twice already. She did it with Brienne.
2: Very nice dagger. It's been a while since I trained. I can go and find the Master of Arms, you, my lady. He didn't beat the Hound. You did. I want to shame with you. You swore to serve both my mother's daughters, didn't you? You can't use that, my lady. It's too small.
0: I won't cut you. Don't worry. I'll try not to. do that
1: no one and then she did it with the mountain
0: mm-hmm. if I'm
2: correct. um actually area stark never fought the mountain as cj indicated CJ was thinking of the Hound who was on Arya's kill list, but the two of them never fought. In fact, when Arya had a chance to kill the Hound after his battle with Brienne of Tarth in episode 10 of season 4, she refused.
1: Yeah. So now when it, when it comes to her, she did the knife switch again. When it comes to the Night King, now I was like, oh, that's not real. How is that and, not real?
0: And then she learned how to, to sneak. So people like, well, how did she get past them and then I know that? First of all, that's her home. Like So she know Winterfell in and out. And then Arya is like branding. They just manifest. They creepy as fuck. But she she knew how to sneak. Right, because she did that on a, what was the
1: first episode? That was in the, in the episode Winterfell. when she, yeah, stuck, she snuck John. up on drugs. I <laughs> was like, how you know how to sneak like that? And she, yeah. par- to paraphrase, she was like, nigga, uh, this is what I do.
0: It's my thing. You
1: know, I don't
0: know. It's to understand, but it's it's fakey now. Mm And um speaking of which, she the one who saved the hound because you know uh when she was standing up uh doing the archery thing, you know, she shot that uh white that was chasing him.
1: Look, but okay, to go back to the hound, don't you think the hound still hasn't been straight since was that season was it season five? Season five, yeah. When he got when he got his ass handed to him and he was like, I don't want to do this no more. And it was only because, it was only because um, <laughs> the dude from, the dude from, uh, oh, Jesus, what's his name? The British dude from.
0: They're British.
1: <laughs> my bad. The dude from, uh, the dude from the Star Show uh, and the dude from the uh, the Western Show uh, decided he was going to give him that talking to and told him he needs to get back into. Oh,
0: you're talking about Dandarian?
1: The one that got kid the one that was only one season and got killed quickly and then talk shit about the whole cast after that. Um are
0: you okay, I have no idea who you're talking about. What
1: they do I'm talking I'm talking about the dude that's in John Wick. What's the uh what's the name of the, the uh-
0: Oh, Anne McCain?
1: Yes, you talking McC- about
0: the yeah. <laughs> oh my god. That wasn't his, that, that's not his character name. I think his character name was, To me no. I think it's, they just had him as priest or preacher or something like that. Right.
1: So he, because he was only there, in there for like one season, and like for a handful of episodes.
2: Um, actually. The actor that CJ and Blackbird were in reference to was Ian McShane. The multi-hyphenated performer guest starred on as Brother Ray, a character created for Game of Thrones, Season 6, Episode 7, which was titled, The Broken Man. This episode was significant because it saw the surprising return of the Hound, after his defeat from Brienne of Tarth that happened in Episode 10 of Season 4, which was titled The Children. The actor was perfect in the role, but apparently wasn't entirely on board with the show's extremely secretive manner that they operated. This was brought to light when McShane hinted The Hound was coming back during season six preseason interviews, which delighted fans who like spoilers and angered those who did not. After the uproar, he bashed the show as being about tits and dragons. He later told Entertainment Weekly that fans went apeshit because of his reveal.
1: And then he talked to old Boy, and then that's how he went back to. But he still wasn't back in fighting shape. I mean, he had to be talking to doing some fighting shit.
0: Yeah, he did. But, I mean, he was old. To be to be honest with you, he was okay Um, fighting them on the outside. It's just that when he got in and he saw all that fire, he, he can't find I need him to get over that. I, I, I know he's traumatized.
1: So, do you think he's going to go ahead and eventually, before the end of the series, fight his brother again? I think so. And his, brother, and his brother the Mountain basically is Cersei's bodyguard
0: hmm I think so. I think he's gonna end up finding his brother so that people can have access to R.C.
1: Yeah, but I mean he acts like a bitch. I mean he just like
0: I, I don't me. think he, but that's just it. He only act like a, and I want to say a bitch. I, I just really think he's traumatized and he got PTSD from you know being burnt as a child because he only nut the fuck up when it's fire. And he ought you know what, to be honest, he, he's Consistently have done that, but he was about to get the <laughs> he was about to get close. jacked the fuck up because he he froze, you know. So I yeah, the how the how kind of like played true to the to his character, right? In that sense, because he always froze when it came to fire, even when he said "fuck the key." <laughs> like he's like, I all uh uh." Y'all play too much <laughs> at the Battle of Blackwater. So, right, yeah, that, that was consistent with the hero. Mm. Mm. So, um, are we ready to talk about these deaths, man?
1: Uh, yes, we should talk about these deaths because they're very important to the series. Now, at last count in the episode, The Long Night, there were five deaths.
0: I mean, it was more than that, but five that we really care about.
1: I mean, well the five who the people who had speaking parts, we're not talking about the Dothraki. We are, we've already touched upon the fact that they were cannon fodder when they were sent out with the lighted swords and whatnot, like, Yeah, go kill the White Walkers.
0: Yeah. hmm They were. They were them and the so late, but I digress. So, right. who we want to talk about first? I, I'll give you my order from the people who died. How important they were to me. Oh, you, you know,
1: Captain Friendzone is at the end, that so he number one. Then uh, he number one for you. Yes, sir. Friendzone is number
0: okay. Yeah, <laughs> Jorah is Jora was very important. I was actually kind of sad when he um when he died. Right. So yeah, okay. So yeah, I agree. Number one, Jora.
1: Right. And then um, number two. Would you say Theon? Oh, yeah. No, Theon is number two. Lady Mormont is number three. And then... Um, Liana. Uh-huh. And why do I keep saying Lady Mormont? I have said this through the entire
0: podcast. I mean, she is Lady She is Lady Mormont, but her name is Liana Mormont. Okay. Well, yes. I mean, th- th- it's interchangeable. Uh-huh.
1: Okay. All okay. right. And your boy who tried to... That was Ed, right? Who tried to save Sam Pelley, and then he got... Yeah. Oh,
0: so that was Ed. Right.
1: So, so Ed got tore up because Sam Tully
0: don't do shit. Sam should have went into the crypt. Because uh, he's not a fighter. Sam is a scholar. He need to stop trying to pick up the fucking sword.
1: <laughs> you mean the sword. He's a
0: scholar. You
1: mean the sword that he stole along with the books that they didn't even mention again, but he ended up giving the sword to, to draw. Hey, I'm sorry that uh, my daddy told you to get the fuck out uh, because you was, peddling, you was peddling flesh. But here's the sword. It should, be, it should belong to you. I
0: mean, but I do like, you know why be. he felt like he should have gave the sword to Jorah? Because, you know, um, the Lord Commander, when he, uh, Sam came in, was Jorah's dad.
1: Right. He took a shine to John, which again, as usual, John was
0: false Well, he gave his family sword to John, you know, so.
1: So the other family sword that... Sam stole, he gave to Jora
0: Longclaw Claw uh, was actually a Mormon sword, and he gave it to Jon. And Jon tried to give it back to Jora, and Jora was like, nah, keep it. You know, my dad My dad gave it to you, so you keep it.
1: Okay. You had a favorite one. It was Ed, wasn't it? The dude with the flaming sword?
0: No. <laughs> that is Barry Dondarrion. Oh, my bad. That's the dude with the nine lives. Yes. Well, he, you know, Thor, uh, not Thor. What was, oh my god you got me messing up people his priest his friend died so he can't you know bring him back okay. so Sandra
1: might be able to but all right, but well, we'll talk about her later because that her. You want
0: to talk about him? You don't think, you don't want to talk about Ed from the wall?
1: No, we talk about Ed, but I'm saying, well, you said Melisandre. And we we'll talk about Melisandre later because it just seemed like Melisandre just said, they sent me out on this horse to me to ride around in the field for a bit. And then I come back, and light up these swords, and then I come and She
0: did uh, get a type, though. That was like a hot scene. Mm,
1: but then I go in this field and whatnot, and then I die. And then leaving uh, Sordavos the chance not to kill her ass for killing his favorite child. Salisa?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that she... Yeah, she
1: did burn it at the state. So, how do we feel about Ed's death?
0: You My, think Ed is above Barrett Dondarrion, though? I mean, I, maybe I just didn't have
1: any emotional attachment to that dude. But the other four people... Who I've had emotional attachments to. Mm.
0: Oh, okay. Well, you know, to be honest with you, they he he does not play a huge part in, in the books, but we're not talking about that. He really doesn't play a huge part in the in the story either. I think I just like him because of his sword.
1: <laughs> you like him because of the sword. Okay.
0: I like him. Man, this sword was bad as hell. Cool. A flaming sword? Come on. How do you feel about Barrett's whole purpose for even being resurrected was to save Arya? How you feel about that? I think uh, that was contrived. yeah, yeah it was. It, they shoehorned him into that because Arthur could have
1: made that without his help. But then they just made it like, oh well, he yeah, he served a purpose. I'm telling you, this all goes back to George R. R. Martin. He had a specific purpose for these characters. Well, we talked about Ed, and we talked about, about
0: Ed, how Ed got called because he trying to say Sam when Sam needs to be in the with everybody else. Exactly. You know that was a dumb place to go because, uh, like I said. The Nike is a necromancer. Like he bring motherfuckers back from the dead. So why would you go into an enclosed grave? <laughs> what bright idea was that?
1: <laughs> John, that was. John, John. John,
0: John, is horrible. We we John, John is a horrible idealist. Cause he don't
1: think his shit through. Uh, John was the one who brought the whole plan to put everybody in the crypt with the dead bodies, and send his sent his brother out in the middle of the field against a tree with a man that's already went ahead and uh fucking stabbed him in the back once before. So yeah, mm-hmm. that was all
0: John. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was not bright. Well, I can't say that John was the sharpest tool
1: in the shed. So. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Shut so. <up>. So moving <laughs> on, who's next on the kill list? All right, let's go with um.
0: What did you think about a uh, little bear, Liana?
1: Well, the internet says that, oh, it's just Mary Sueism because she couldn't kill no giant. But that's been her—that's been her mo through the whole thing. Like she's that's been talking.
0: her mo. Period.
1: Dude. Yeah, man. I mean, I get it. I know why they did it, and I—I've watched enough TV to know that once a once a character becomes liked by the masses, when they give a big speech, like the speech she gave to Jorah at the end. No, you the call.
2: Your son was
1: butchered at the Red Wedding, Lord Mundley. But you refused the call. You swore allegiance to House Stark, Lord Glover. But in their hour of greatest need, you refuse the call. And you, Lord Kerwin, your father was skinned alive by Ramsay Bolton. Still,
2: you refuse the call.
1: But House Mormont remembers. The North remembers. We know no king but the king in the North whose name is Stark. I don't care if he's a bastard. Ned Stark's blood runs through his veins. He's my king. From this day until his last day. No. <laughs> So not that speech. The second speech, when he was like, "No, I'm not going downstairs. I, I've,
0: I've been with." She's like, "I'm fighting with my men."
1: You'll be safer in the crib. These things will fight.
2: It. I will not hide underground. I pledge to fight for the North, and I will fight. We're done here. I wish you good fortune, cousin.
1: Thank you, my lady. I said what I said. She did. The, I said what I said. <laughs> I said what I said. I'm fighting right here. Okay. He she was, was like, like,
0: Good luck to you,
1: cousin. <laughs> good luck to you. It was like, all right. And I was like,
2: be gone.
1: <laughs> that chick, that chick did. She did. She gave a big old speech like, Yeah, good luck to you, cousin. I've spoken.
0: Yeah. I I know. I know. Um, yeah, I knew she was gonna, I knew she was gonna die.
1: But the way that she died and whatnot, I don't know. It just I probably I it didn't rub me the wrong way, but I know there's probably some um uh, some some dudes, some some toxic dudes, would be like, "Oh, that just makes her a Mary Sue." I mean, she killed a giant by stabbing the giant in the eye. Mm-hmm. and The giant and why is that her.
0: problematic?
1: That's problematic because they think that that's too overpowering. Like this little this girl could have been no more than four foot four foot nothing, and she stabbed a giant in the eye. You stab it.
0: anybody in the eye, you get that fucking brain that will kill anybody.
1: They're not looking at it like that. They're looking at it like the fact that you made it like if it was a dude, like it was if it was a dude that did it, like if Sam Tarley would have did it, they'd be like, oh man, he really came through. But when a when a woman of that particular size and stature does it, it's like, oh, that's problematic.
0: Man, some of the most fiercest people that I know don't break five feet, and they're women. Mm-hmm. And they be little pe b- be little bitty people. I'm scared of little bitty people, okay? Especially women. Little bitty right. women are feisty. <laughs> I'm not not hanging around with your peeps. I know. Oh man. Uh, well, you know how I feel. Like I'm the I guess I would be the feminist in this show. Right. (laughs) I mean you slick a feminist too, but (laughs) yeah, that makes me mad. Why the fuck? Like she just stuck him in the eye. I mean she still ended up dying. It wasn't like she like posted him up and you know boxing one on one.
2: She took
0: what her else? last little bit of strength and stuck a sword in this nigga eye. Period.
1: But it was like, hey, it was the giant. Why couldn't be the... I, I mean, I guess the the, the over, over top is like, if she killed out one, of, she killed the ice dragon.
0: Out of all the things that was wrong with this show, they picked that <laughs> <laughs> to, to That's the heel they gonna die on? Okay, but, but back to Game of Thrones. Yes, so, back to
1: Game of Thrones. Okay, so...
0: Liana uh i so think we, she went out okay considering what? that she was only supposed to have been into, she was only supposed to have been on the show that one time when they went to ask for her men
1: right but then everybody loved the fact that this little girl was talking shit to all the dudes so i was like yeah we'll keep her in there and then every once in a while they sprinkle in there like yeah. with the big ass speech like i said with uh with with we get it you badass she is.
0: she was a little badass so i kind of like the way that she went out because if she had to die any other way that was like like an off-screen death or something that was just fucking mediocre i don't think i would have been satisfied i was satisfied with the way she died i agree
1: this leads us to uh theon we had already mentioned this earlier but we but i think that theon's death was a complete arc like it went, yeah. through, it went through a hell of a lot of changes. Like, oh, it was like, he was an asshole. He killed some kids, you know, he decided he, he was going to go against his. What was, what was Ramsey? Ramsey was a cousin, right?
0: Ramsey was not related to him.
1: Oh, so it was just some, some Ramsey was just some random dude that took over the castle.
0: You know, Lord Bolton, that was his bastard. And he told him to go get Winterfell. And that's what he did.
1: Right, and then While so Deon was
0: he, there. so Theon
1: <laughs> so turned into a bastard, into a dickless motherfucker, because Ramsey was like, "Oh, you got no penis, bro." <laughs> so during that time when it became reek, he connected with Sansa, and then they escaped Ramsey together.
0: Yeah, and I guess they had became close at that point right. because he didn't. De- Dion De- left Sansa with John, and he went. To his sister, then him and his sister ended up going to Daenerys. He ended up punking out again, leaving his sister uh, with Euron when she got captured. You know, he jumped off the boat, went through his cowardly moment, and then he had to go take his hero trail. <laughs> right,
1: but his hero trail was at the end. It was like when he went back to Winterfell and he was like, "Well, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and fight for." I'm going to fight for,
0: fight for y'all because I know fucked up. I'm trying to redeem
1: that, myself. Right, and then that close moment that he had with Sansa, Sansa was like, I forgive you, and gave him a hug and shit. My queen. Your sister. She only has a few ships and she couldn't sail them here. So she's sailing to the Iron Islands instead. To take them back in your name. But why aren't you with her? I want to fight for Winterfell, Lady Sansa, if you'll have me. And then all of a sudden, he was like, I'll take a uh, old boy in a wheelchair out to the tree and defend my life to him. That is Bran. He <laughs> was handling himself. He was like, ching, 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 He was like, oh, well, it's too much. And then all of a sudden, Bran is like, you know, Fionn, you're a good person. You're a good person. He's like, you know what, nigga? That's all I needed to hear. <laughs> and he committed.
0: He basically committed suicide. <laughs> it was like,
1: we so committed wow. Howie Carey for a dude in the wheelchair just because the dude was like, thumbs up, nigga, you the best. You the best. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, but, but back to Game of Thrones. So, back
1: to Game of Thrones. Okay.
0: Sir oh, Friend
1: Zone. Yes. Oh, Sir, friend zone. <laughs> Sir Friend Zone. You know
0: what? Sir Friend Zone?
1: I, you know what? I congratulate him for keeping. The steady thing, or like, look, I'm gonna, He acted like every dude that you ever went to college with, who was dating a chick that you knew was on his league. He was like, "Look, hey, keep doing what I'm doing," and then she go, "She going,
0: I just gonna be in her. I just need to be in I her." Hey, I'm at conference. I <laughs> she don't like me back.
1: Hey, she go, "She gonna give me the thumbs up." I'm like, "Really, dude? She's done- my friend." She, t- she told you it wasn't going to happen. She kicked you out the crew and told you it wasn't going to happen. You got the grayscale. Gray
0: and you she told you. You know, when it got flayed, got better, came back, and she went, This nigga, Judd, who got your daddy
1: saved? Right. She
0: told you all this stuff was going to happen. He, yeah, but I'm a- hey,
1: you, so you still right. cordial. Right. He came home and be like, wait a minute, you fucking this nigga?
0: I'm this nigga right now?
1: <sighs> <sighs> All right. All right. I, I, oh, shit. I'm here for you. I'm not I here did, for that. And then he left you in the field with a whole bunch of dead niggas. Really? Really, Khaleesi? <laughs> Damn. Right. Damn. Hey, Khaleesi, I'm, look, I've been here for you. I've been, I've been here
0: for you. I have you. been through hell. I know we started out rocking. But I've been here. I've been I giving you wise careful. Right. I had to deal with you
1: fucking two Darios. Exactly. It was just like, I don't know if it's the same nigga now, but it's just like it just <laughs> I've been here with all the dick that you done that you done fuck. I've been <sighs> here. I've been here. Just to let you know, man, he was he was in optimal friend zone mode. Optimal. <laughs> So friends all. And you
0: know what? What's so crazy is everybody who knew them was like, "Yeah, he loved you, girl."
2: <laughs> and she was probably like, "No, no
0: Joe's just, no, just a friend. Man. He don't he like me like, me like that. <laughs> He's just my trusted advisor."
1: I'm like, "Girl, if you don't see, don't
0: dog. Just don't no. try to fuck. What are you doing?"
1: No, is just, just a friend then he got goddamn stabbed by a goddamn fucking
0: he <laughs> looked like one of the uh, pushpin things <laughs> right
1: and the only thing that I was like well, well obviously he gonna, he gonna do it he didn't kiss her and be like you know I've always told you he uh, didn't do that when I watched the scene I was like damn man and then I had to pour out a little liquor
0: I did cause I actually did like like Jorah I like his character and the actor who played him, because Jorah is got this little sexy old man vibe going for him. You like
1: sexy old British men, truly. <laughs> <laughs> Thor
0: <is> not old.
1: <laughs> oh, he been around for a minute. got uh, I looked on Netflix and the, the actor that played that played Jorah, I was like, oh. oh he's, a, he's
0: he's yeah, he's he's been. I've seen him in other things. But yeah, I think I, the actor is a, hes attractive
1: to me. Don't say he's attractive. You know, just go ahead and say it. The nigga fine. I mean, he not Idris Elba. Tell
0: me, he not no no. Oh fuck no. Bouncy. Idris elbow is like. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I don't know what it is. it is and it's not that it's just Elvis is all that like cute or whatever it's just something about that mm. mm-hmm. oh wait hold on let me call that <laughs> okay so yeah I, I I had I was sad when George died and I just you know I <clears throat> I, I wish they had a went that way I wish they would have allowed them to, to kind of like be together because I really do feel like he really did care about her.
2: And
1: he kept her in check for her to be like... every
0: she... kept her in check. Yeah. Right. So every
1: time she tried to do something, she was like, oh, my lady, Khaleesi. He
0: was like, Khaleesi, you have a gentle heart. <laughs> and she's like, you know what, George? I do
1: have a gentle heart, but... <laughs> it- <laughs> but it- <laughs> <laughs> right. Every time Joy wasn't there, what did she do? She burnt the shit out of them slavers. Then she burnt the shit out of uh, <laughs> masters Right. She burnt the shit out of the masters. She burnt the shit out them slavers. Then she went ahead and she was like, hey, um, yeah, I'm gonna kill everybody. Then she went ahead and just just randomly, just not randomly, she was just it was the first thing that she sent all the dragons. Oh, that the war, it wasn't the oh, war of the
0: bad that Battle of the Bastards, yeah. The first part of that, that show, uh, she went and um, burnt the, the Armada, what they call it? What they call the fleet of uh, shit? Is it Armada? Yes, it's Armada. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> well, you know what? Truth be told, they shouldn't have came over there fucking with her. See, this is my thing. I hate when people be like, oh my gosh, she is so ruthless. Everybody, she with, fucked with her first, okay? That's all I got to say. All Don't right. get mad because you started a fight and then I beat your ass. <laughs> like, you started. Shit. So, I'm um, sorry. I'm off. I'm off. my I'm, I'm, I'm getting off track. But yeah, no. I'm a miss. I'm a miss Sir. Friendzone.
1: All right. So, pour out a little liquor.
0: Pour out a little liquor. Me, it's Kool-Aid.
1: <laughs> oh, you teetotally you. Anyway, pour out a liquor. <laughs> for, uh, Sir Friendzone, you shouldn't have gone out the way you had, but you went out Protecting
0: he went la- out hard, and he went out hard. Like, he killed a whole bunch of them fuckers. I mean, sticking, and bleeding, everything.
1: Right. So he went out protecting his old lady. The old lady he wanted to be with. So I'm going to circle this back to Arya because in the The
0: long night.
1: In the long <laughs> night episode, it basically was in my opinion, a love letter to Arya because all of the things that they had set up for her to do for the Night King if you rewatch the episode, as we've done several different times now, there was callbacks to previous things that she had done in previous seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, such as with like the night switch, as we had previously mentioned, that uh, when she switched the knights from one hand to, to the to the next.
0: Yeah, she did that move with Brienne when they was sparring.
1: And that was a move that was taught in the first season. I like the way they keep trying to put Arya in situations that she should you should do this but then it always calls back to a conversation she had with Ned in the beginning where Ned's like you're going to be a you're going to be a lady and you're going to have children and and people are going to worship you and she always says that's not me can I be lord of a holdfast
2: <laughs> you will marry a high
0: lord and rule his castle Your sons shall be knights and princes and lords.
1: Mm -hmm. No,
0: that's not me. Arya said, "To hell with that." (laughs)
1: Right, I'm on my own thing. This is what
0: I do. And yeah, she always, she has always been an independent thinker. How I feel about Game of Thrones and this season of their the writing everything to me was contrived instead of having the story develop naturally it just was like okay we're gonna put we're gonna make this fit and it was just you could feel it throughout the story and they had time like people people was like well you know they was trying to wrap all this up they had time to do it a little bit better I feel you know because they knew how it was gonna end back in season four that all that information was given to them so you had four additional seasons to develop your story you know in adaptation and you know what if i hear one more motherfucker say well it's hard to do that they get paid handsomely to do that they didn't do their job sorry
1: Thank you for listening to the Man Geeks Woman podcast with C.J. and Blackburn. If you enjoyed this episode, we have many more to come. Subscribe to our podcast via RSS or wherever you get your podcasts. Come on, we're not jealous. You know you got others. If you want to contact us directly, we can be found on Twitter at man underscore geeks underscore woman or join our Facebook at Man Geeks Woman. We look forward to hearing from you.